Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast. The show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After nearly 10 years of building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who have been in it too, and I want to share all of that with you. So sit back, fill your coffee cup up, and listen in. I'm so excited to have Adriana Keats, a life and manifestation coach, on here today. And um, Adriana, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. I'm, I'm so excited to get to talk to you more. Thank you so much for having me. I've been listening to your podcast for like a few months now, so I feel like honored that I, I can be on it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that makes me so happy. I know you you sent me the best email, and I know... So I feel like I do want to like almost preface this conversation. So first of all, like as, and I mean, I've talked about this before on the podcast, like I feel like there, I mean, there are so many coaches out there as you know, and everybody knows. And like, I'm always kind of like, there are so many people who, you know, pitch the podcast and they're coaches. And I'm like, I don't know how to even differentiate. Like there are too many, like my general rule is that like, I generally don't have coaches on at least not very often at all like every couple years I'll have one and it has been like a couple years so when you emailed me I was like we had met in person already and I just like really loved your energy and like I just feel like we really vibed really well so when you also then like send me a great pitch for the podcast and I was like yeah I feel like be pitching me like this like I know you and I'd love to talk to you more, but like the fact that you like did that and it was great and it actually did make me want to talk to you even more. And I already, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like you have a lot to share. So that's my little caveat. Like you are the first coach we've had on in a really long time. Um, I literally think it's probably been like at least over a year, maybe two. Now I'm even more honored. And the fact <laughs> that like a queen of PR is telling me that my pitch was great. I was like, oh my God, yay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you connected with me and you were told, you said like that you've been really liking the podcast for a while. You'd be surprised how few people actually bother to say that. <laughs> or listen to your, like the, half of them don't even listen before they pitch you. And I, I'm yes. like, oh no, I want to make sure it's a good fit. <laughs> Exactly. 100%. So many people are like, I've talked about this on an episode before too. So I'm like, I have like a form to fill out and people will literally click no. And it's like, have like, have you listened to recent episodes and like, what is like the favorite one or something? And people will be like, I haven't listened. And I'm okay. like, yeah, you have. I mean, that was a hint, but okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, I feel like you ticked all those boxes and I liked getting to know you and talk to you when I met you in person. So I was like, I feel like there's so much more you could share. So um yeah so tell well tell everyone else sorry we're like already talking and nobody else knows who you are so tell everyone else like who you are what you're about like the the quick overview of what your business is and then we'll kind of go from there sure um I'm Adriana Keats aka Anna Anna Audrey I have a lot of nicknames so depending on who's talking to me you might hear Audrey you might hear Anna whatever um, but I am a life and manifestation coach. I help high achieving women create better balance in their life without sacrificing their goals. And that kind of came to me after my own quarter life crisis, which we can get into later. But I'm also a wife, a mom of three. My youngest now is just turned nine months and oh I'm gosh. like sad, but also excited to not have to be dealing with the baby phase anymore, but still very sad. Um, but yeah, I, I went to school for veterinary, so very different than when, where I am now. And so at any moment in time, you might find like a couple dogs, a couple cats, some goats, some chickens, some guinea pigs at my house, like totally depends. 
Um, yeah, I love wine. I love New Girl and Schitt's Creek. And the rest of my life revolves around my business because I love it so much. <laughs> I love that. That's such a good intro. I, th- I feel like I know you more now. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Most people are just like, yeah, I'm the you know founder of this company. Um, no, I love that. I definitely want to hear more about the quarter life crisis, but tell me more. How do you work with clients? Like, what does that actually look like? Um, like your day to day, like, yeah, client work or like the layout of your business. Are you working yeah. with one on one people? Is it group programs? What is that like? Yeah, I don't have a group program yet. That's in the idea, fun, the vision funnel for maybe like next year. Um, currently, it's one to one work with clients. Um, I did have a course that launched last year for um, mostly for moms. And so I'm thinking about repurposing that for high achieving women in general, um, because I used to work strictly with moms. And I found that more women who are not moms tend to come to me. So I've kind of evolved with everything that's being asked of me. Um, And I use mindset mastery through things like rewiring your brain, neuroplasticity, emotional intelligence. We dabble in human design to really understand who you are. And I always tell people to get ready for a whole lot of sarcasm and swear words because that's just how I am. And so that's like, if you connect with me, then you connect with that vibe. And I like to keep things light while also going really deep and really figuring out who you are at your core so that you can live out your fullest potential and live with more intention. I love it. So how did you go from that? And tell me if the quarter life crisis fits into this piece of the story, but how did you go from studying veterinary or veterinary school or whatever to becoming a coach? Like where, yeah. what was that journey like? That was totally that seven year ish span where my quarter life crisis hit. So I, d- I did went, went to school for veterinary and I was in the field <clears throat> and I loved it. I really did love it. Um, but I couldn't pay my student loan debt. I could barely pay my bills. Um, and there just always felt like there was a piece missing. I felt like, although I was really good at it, this wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. And I, I didn't ever talk about that. It was just like this deep seated feeling that I couldn't explain. Um, and then after some time, I ended up transitioning into the laboratory space. So still using my science degree, but in more lab setting and hated that. Like, you know, you and I have talked in the past about we we realized as we got older that we didn't ever want to work for someone else. And a lot of that was I never fit into someone else's business. Like, much like you, I like to ask questions. I like to challenge. I like to learn and stand out and find new ways of doing things. And in someone else's place of employment, that isn't really cherished or loved on unless you're very fortunate to work for someone who respects those opinions and wants to hear from you that was not the vibe I was getting so I was miserable still again just kind of making ends meet and I ended up you know a lot of people were like you'd be really good at real estate and so I was like well screw it okay I'm gonna try real estate so I did that for a few years and I won two awards in my first year. I was doing really well, bringing money in, um, helping to support my family. I had my one daughter at the time, was pregnant with my second after a few years in real estate. And I like, it just felt like the world was coming crashing down all around me. And I couldn't understand it because I was miserable in real estate, which I didn't want to admit because I was making good money. Hell, I was winning awards. I was doing really well for someone who was still rather new in it. So I felt a lot of that, like, who am I to complain? Like, 
this is what people want. This is like, you know, I, I make my own schedule for the most part. It wasn't really, I mean, like you, if you know how the market is now, it's the exact same as how it was, if not worse back when I started. So it's not really like you really make your own schedule. You are on a timeline and I have struggled with anxiety my whole life and the stress of real estate was keeping me up at night. Um, I was constantly answering my phone calls, my email, a whole summer went by where I realized I didn't take my daughter to the beach. We didn't do anything fun on the weekends because I was always working. If you're in real estate, you're working weekends, you're working the nights, like unless you're far along in your career where you just have a few houses up for sale and that's that, that's not where I was. And so it, it took some time and I had to really take a good hard look at what that meant um, before opening up to my husband saying like, this isn't making me happy and I don't know what to do. Like I was hitting that point in my life where I've tried a lot of things and I did not know what to do. So it was almost like I actually took some time during that to interview all the business owners I knew and ask them about like how they got into the field, like what they loved about it. And they all said to me like, you're hitting like a midlife crisis really early. And I was like, at first it took offense to that, but then I was like, oh, that's like a good thing, right? So I call it my quarter life crisis, but it it's a really good thing. I'm sure if you ever know someone who's gone through a midlife crisis or something similar, you'll hear that like on the back end of that, they were thriving because that crisis is a lot about like the moment that the societal conditioning that's been placed on you, you start to have awareness around them and realize that maybe you don't fit into that. And who am I? Like, what am I on this earth to do? Why do I not feel fulfilled? A lot of us just sit in that unfulfillment thinking, well, this is life. I'm supposed to pay my bills, retire, then die, right? And I'm like, no, I refuse to accept that that's the way it is. I want to enjoy what I do. I want to feel present around my kids. I want my kids to see me enjoying life. I want so much more than this. And so that was like just the tipping point of what led me into pretty much where I think the rest of my life is going. Wait, can I cut in for a second and just say yeah. like, what like strong wherewithal to decide to interview people you knew who owned businesses at that point in your life to see like what like what had brought them there? That's such a, I feel like that's such a smart thing to do that I've never heard of anyone else doing. Like especially before you were. I mean, I guess there's something very entrepreneurial about real estate, right? You like almost sort of own your own business because you're kind of in charge of your own everything. Yeah. But before you uh, really started your business, like you were like, this is what I, I want to like hear about other people's experiences. I just, I don't know. I feel like that sounds like such a um, smart thing to do. It felt productive because like in a place where I was extremely confused and I didn't know where I was going. Um, I, I did end up going into school for interior design because I love interior design. But um, anyone who listens to my podcast will know that like I start, I had to differentiate passion versus purpose. And it turned out design was is a very big passion of mine, but I didn't end up loving what the career looked like. And I learned that after talking to people in the field, of course I was already in school for it, but <laughs> it was like a lot of similarities to real estate. Like you're working on other people's time and budgets. And I was like, crap, like this, I should have researched this ahead of time. This is still my passion. I still help friends and like family, like decorate and, and like create spaces that they love. 
but it wasn't where my where I felt purposeful. Well, so. I love that too to be able to recognize that like you can love doing something and not have it have to be your business. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's also something people do struggle with a lot and a lot of people get into something without realizing like oh wait I love to do this but once it's a business or once I'm like doing it as a career it's not quite as much fun or there's aspects about it that don't make as much sense so again like I feel like I know you said you were already in school for it before you realized that but still a lot of wherewithal to kind of be able to recognize that and make the change it sounds like because obviously that's not what you're doing full-time now (laughs) before it was like too late or before you felt too far in it well, thank you. I think I think it just made me feel like I was doing something, you know, and almost like not like my, my husband was great about it. I mean, he was like, take some time and figure it out, which is actually really funny because now he's doing the same. He quit his job that he was miserable in at the end of 2021. And so now he's in that quarter life to midlife. Listen, he's a little bit older. He'll, he'll never listen to this. He's in his like midlife crisis. Um so it's just kind of coming full circle now, but I'm very fortunate that I had him support me in that. But there's that piece of me that I don't feel like a full being if I'm not contributing to my family financially and if I don't have my own business or some sort of success on the side. So it felt productive for me to go out there and research. Also now, look, like I didn't actually connect this until right now. I have a podcast now which I feel like that human connection was what I was trying to get back when I was doing these interviews with these people that I knew and creating a business plan and doing all that stuff. So that's funny. I didn't connect that till right now. Full circle with like that. We share yeah. these stories and these conversations with people. Yep. Cool. So yeah. when did you discover the world of coaching or whatever, <laughs> like that kind of work that you could do with other people? So while going through all of that crisis, um, you know, much like I was saying how I don't feel like I can be without an income, I started looking into some network marketing options, and I started working with a wine company that I'm still with today. I absolutely freaking love it. It's like a passion hobby of mine, Um, and then I was like, well, maybe I'll build that up. I don't know, whatever, so I I heard um, this coach on a podcast I was listening to, and I connected with her so deeply, ended up, you know, meeting her virtually and hiring her, and she was a business and leadership coach, so at the time, I was like, all right, maybe I'll build this up because I did see a lot of success with it. And so she was working with me on building it up. But throughout there, she was like, what's your favorite part about that model? And I was like, the coaching, the team. Like, I love working with my team. I love um, teaching them personal growth and development. I love working through their goals. She kept saying to me, you know, you are a life coach, right? And I was like, yeah, but no, like, I'm just going to stay. Like, I don't want to open my own business. Like, I don't want to do that. You know, with a network marketing model, I'm still underneath someone else's umbrella, you know, like there's a safety there. And she kept saying it and every session would go by and I'd be like, I just don't want to. And it wasn't until like the last two or three sessions I had with her where I was like, something shifted and I think that I want to explore this. And a lot of it was I I had imposter syndrome. I was very much like, well, I'm not certified. Like, don't you need to be certified? And she was like, no. You can meet certified coaches all over the internet who are awful, or you can meet people like you who have literally gone through the ringer. Like I have sexual childhood trauma. I have um, been getting pregnant unexpectedly with someone who I'm not married to right now. So my oldest daughter has a, a different father and like all these things that I've gone through, all this growth that I've gone through. She's like, you have so much to give that you don't give yourself credit for. And 
I think working through that imposter syndrome around that was what let me open the door to coaching. And then so fall of, when was that? 20, I'm like, what year is it? Uh, 20, oh my God, I was pregnant. So 2019, fall of 2019, I decided to officially slap a label on and open my business as a life coach. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like you have had a lot of life experience before now, like up till now, considering I think we're like the same age and I feel like I've been doing one thing like the, this whole time, like my whole life. It sounds like you've had like four careers in that. Yeah, time. I have. Yeah. A lot, like a lot of life experience and like navigating changes and, and growth and all different things, which sounds really valuable for clients. So how did you find like your first couple clients? Once you like said like, okay, I'm doing this, like how did you work with people? How did you find someone to work with? I feel like that's always, well, a lot of times the hardest part for people. It, it is. And it's still hard because I'm still only about 18 months in. And throughout that time, I was pregnant and had a baby. So I took quite a few months off. So it's still something that's like a big learning curve of mine. Um, but at first, I was doing a lot of it for free in exchange for testimonials because I wanted to really hone in on my craft. I wanted to make sure that I was making the right steps and the right decisions and getting these these clients their results. And so... Um, a lot of that was making sure I was doing everything right before starting to ask for money for it. After that, it was like my confidence. It was like you could feel that energy of the confidence in things like social media and referrals. And then I would have people from like my past like high school life or younger reach out to me and they ended up hiring me. And like I would get paid clients through I really what I really think was that energy that I was putting out into the universe of that confidence and like, okay, I do know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Wow. So yeah, a lot of it was social media. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's a really good point. Like the confidence people can pick up on that. I say the same thing when it comes to PR. I'm like, if you have, sometimes people are like, oh, I want to put myself out there, blah, blah, blah. Like I want to be in the media. I know I need that for building my business, but there will be like one little piece of something holding them back, whatever that may be, like whether it's that they don't feel like their brand is totally ready or they're not totally confident in it or whatever it is. And I'm like, people can pick up on that. Like I really, truly feel like like even like media, but also obviously like clients and other people, like people can pick up on whatever that is, like you not feeling fully confident or in it or fully believing in what you're putting out there and you're not going to get as good of results. So, and not that that means you shouldn't do it. Like, I think it's just like figure out what that is and try to work towards that or try to fix it in some way. But um, I do, I believe strongly in like that whole, like, yeah, I think people pick up on that energy, whether it's, you know, trying to put yourself out there to get clients or in my world, often media or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, and obviously that grows so much and so fast once you've worked with like clients successfully and can hear them be like saying you're changing their life or whatever that is. So you said you started mostly working with moms and then it's shifted from there a bit. It's funny how much it's evolved in just like the 18 months that I've had it open because, you know, I'm learning where I'm needed and I'm following those emotional pings, as I call it, and like these thoughts that come through. So at first I was like, well, I really want to help women find their purpose much like I went through. And so a lot of my beginning work was like helping women not only find their purpose, but like start up a business. 
And then I was getting a lot of moms coming to me being like, how do you, and there's air quotes around this, do it all. And I was like, what, why does it look like I do it all? Like, why does it look like I have all of this together? You know, cause there's always a behind the scenes. Right. But what I realized was that I was really, really good at being intentional and present with whatever it was that I was doing. And so that turned into um, like decluttering, not only your physical space, but your, your uh, emotional space, your calendar, like your schedule with your kids, everything. So I ended up teaching a lot of that decluttering your homes and the brain work behind that, which like, if anyone doesn't know you, there is actual scientific proof that the more physical items you have, the higher your rates of stress, anxiety, overwhelm, depression, all of that is linked. So when I went through a rough season of depression, I like purged the playroom and I was like, oh my God, I feel like I can breathe. Like when you clean your office and you're like, oh, I feel like I have so much more creative energy now. It's all actually a wiring in your brain. Like it, it is all research proven. So I did a lot of that work in helping moms declutter their schedules and like, what do you really want out of being a parent? Because I can guarantee you didn't choose to have kids so that you were running around like a chicken with your head cut off, signing them up for five activities at a time because you feel like you should, or like be volunteering in the school classroom because you feel like you should. Like, I am not about that life. I did that when my oldest was younger and I realized like, I don't have to be that mom. I'm, it's okay. Like I was the first and only mom at the first Girl Scout meeting that my daughter had who dropped off and left, like everyone else stayed. And I was like, no, girl, I'm going to like CVS. I'm going to like go do whatever I want to do. I'll see you in an hour. Like this isn't, this isn't time for me to sit. Like, no. How, how so, old was she? Can I ask? Because I... Oh, this was a few months ago. So she's seven. Okay. Okay. Because my <laughs> yeah. son is seven now and I feel like it's just getting to the point where like you can, it's like drop off activities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a culture, we're like the moms are they feel like they have to helicopter, right? And hover on the sidelines and and right. Right. But they said like in Girl Scouts, nope, you can drop off and leave. So I was like, okay, that's what I'm doing. And, you know, most moms feel like they should stay there or have so much ingrained in their head of like wanting that control of staying and watching. But that's just something that I've learned that is not it doesn't work for me. So I choose not to do that. So that was a lot of that work. Um, that's where my online course came from and everything. Um, but then I was noticing it was a lot more women who didn't have kids who were seeking me out because there's not, at least where I live, there's not a lot of moms like me who are high achievers, run these businesses and still want to be available for the kids stuff. Like most are moms who, you know, have a job that they're like, man, whatever, or stay at home. And like, that's, happiness for them not a lot are like me who want to do all the things and still find some way to balance it so that's kind of where I've been landed now um and somewhere in between there I became certified in manifestation using the law of attraction so that's something that I teach as well I wanted to let you know that we're kicking off another round of the ultimate PR boot camp This October, we're welcoming in a small group for our hands-on bootcamp program where we walk through every aspect of doing your own PR and actually help make sure you do it and do it well. This is a mixture of course videos and homework that you can do on your own time as well as monthly live workshops and unlimited hands-on feedback from me that ensures that you get quality media coverage coming out about your brand within a matter of months. 
sign up and get access by October 3rd and we kick off with the first workshop on Friday, October 7th. We're starting in the fall so you'll be in the media by the new year. It's expected that you can get through the material in the first six weeks to three months, but you have access to the monthly workshops for a full year just to make sure you can stay on track and get results over time because we know PR is in the long game. It's not about, you know, you're not going to get everything in the first three months and then be finished. We want you to stay in the media all the time. So this is a small group. We're capping it at 10 people so that we can be super hands-on. So join the waitlist so you'll get first dibs when registration opens. We do have payment plans. We also have a small gift for anybody who signs up. Um, it's going to be really fun. So join the waitlist, get $100 off, and you can join at quotablemediaco.thinkific.com. We'll put the link in the show notes. You can also find it from our main website, quotablemediaco.com, and click on resources. Sign up there to get $100 off if you're on the waitlist and you choose to join no obligation just join that waitlist just in case you want to you'll get the first details and i hope to see some of you in there i think uh, so much of what you said is like just makes total sense like i know we were talking before this i was saying my desk is a mess and you said yours is is cleared off like you have to have it cleared off and it's one of those things i know i love to have clear space and i can feel i feel so much better but it's also like one of those things where i was just like that's always at the bottom of the to-do list because it's yep. not like such a priority and I've been meaning to clean off my desk for like months, but it was one thing I, I totally noticed when, you know, COVID happened and I had to move everything home from my office and it was just like, oh, this feels so awful. Like just to have like literally an office full of stuff like piled in my little, like at, at home, I only have like a little nook area for my desk, which is like off the kitchen and living room. So you see it all. It's just like a lot of stuff now. I mean, it's not even like I have that much stuff for work, but I totally feel the difference. Like we, we have a house in Barbados where my husband is from and we spent a couple months Ooh. there and there's like, yeah, it, I mean, it's like, okay, you're in the beautiful sunshine in a tropical climate in the winter. Of course, you're going to feel better, but I truly felt so productive when we were there because there's just nothing in that house. I mean, like it's decorated nicely, but none of our junk is there. Like I could clean everything up at the end of the day in like three minutes because, you know, it was just put a couple things back where they go and that's it. And then it's totally clear. And I would feel inspired in the evening to like work on like extra projects or like things like that. Whereas in here, I just, once I get the kid to bed, I'm like dead to the world. I'm like so tired. Like even when I still have things on my to-do list, I'm like, oh, I can't possibly, I can't even like clean up the whole house like at night because it's just like too much and there's no space for everything like we live in a smaller apartment here basically like we live only in the upstairs we have a two-family house but we rent out the downstairs so it looks like we have a big house but we're really living in a smaller apartment than like what we have in you know the other space in Barbados which is a totally clear like empty space and I feel the difference we actually have plans to just totally purge like in the next couple weeks. Yes, do it. I know. It's like I, game changer. But yeah, it's weird how much you can really feel that difference. And just like we came mm -hmm. home and I was just like felt feel like bogged down by like all the just like life all the life stuff that we have here. Yeah. Yeah, I just did a workshop, an in-person workshop on that like three weeks ago for a local gym group. She wanted me to come in and speak to decluttering and all of that. And I'm like, well, where do you walk into your house? Like when you first come, like for me, it's my garage and I walk into what is now my Zen room. Like I have bean bags and like a hanging chair and stuff. But like when I walk in, I want it to feel calm and like 
peaceful and easeful, right? And if you're walking into your home from like a long, busy day and it just feels like chaos, that's so bad for your mental health. So you have to really picture like, what do I want to feel like in my home and in this space? And how do I make it feel like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting how that really affects things. And I want to talk, so you also mentioned like slowing down and like rewiring like would you say like rewiring your brain yeah, like rewiring your brain yeah. still being successful I want to talk about that too because I feel like that I mean it's obviously it seems connected um but for those of us who are like those high achieving moms who have businesses and kids and households to run and all of that stuff but are maybe like kind of over the whole like hustle mentality like I feel like I was like grinding for so long like for all of those years you know I'm not one of those people who's like oh you should never you know never have to hustle like I think that was so necessary in the first couple years of business and I truly think that that's how I was able to get to where I was able to get in the first like several years but then it's like okay now what like (laughs) I can't do I don't want to do that forever like and I feel like there's a very conscious kind of shift of like okay how do we kind of slow down how do we make sure things are running well now without me having to be doing that kind of like in that hustle mode all the time so is that kind of what you're talking about that you help people with too because I feel like that's something we could just definitely dive into yes um well back when I was in real estate obviously that is a hustle mentality like you're taught to get out there show up call cold call cold email like all these things and In our society in general, you're taught that you have to be working at least 40 hours a week to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You're taught that, like, working 60 to 80 hours a week is, like, a high achiever, right? And that's not what it's about. So in real estate, I burned out for many reasons, but obviously that. And then when I first started any of my businesses, but even my life coaching business, I was doing a lot of the things that I thought I was supposed to be doing because other people told me this is how it works, right? So I was hustling like in Facebook groups and like trying to like gain clients and like all this stuff. And, but none of it felt like it aligned with what I wanted. Like it, it was like, why did I start this business if I'm doing this cringy work that I'm, that doesn't make me excited to get up and work at, at that at my desk in the day. Right. So I had to really slow down. Um, and understand what what lit me up about what I was doing and remind myself, because again, having that background in cert- and certification in law of attraction, like I know that the energy I'm putting out there is what I'm getting in return. So if I'm <laughs> doing this, what I call cringy, but it's only cringy to me, it's not cringy to everyone, kind of work to gain clients, what am I putting out there? That's why I'm not seeing that traction, right? So mm-hmm. I had to really retrain my brain to stop hustling in the way that I thought I was supposed to instead of what truly naturally came to me intuitively so like that whole idea of less is more and like the turtle wins the race against the hare kind of mentality that's what I needed to do and so I did a lot of what I didn't mention earlier with like my quarter life crisis was yoga was a big part of that I had discovered yoga and that I really think changed my life because it caused me to slow down and discover meditation, breath work, other mindfulness practices, which I still use every single day now. Um, And that literally changed my life because now I know how to tap into my intuition and listen to those pings that come up. So when I'm feeling like I'm grinding my gears and I'm not doing something that feels aligned, I take like, this was, was it last week? Yeah, last week, 
I just took one of my days off sporadically because I was like, this doesn't feel good right now. What, what do I need to do? I need some self-care, some me time. So I spent the entire morning meditating, journaling, um, stretching, like things that allow energy to flow through my body and remind me how to tap into that intuition. So when I become more aware of who I am at my core, who I am at my core, um, how I feel, why I feel what I feel, then I can align with the ideas that are coming up and follow that intuition. So that I've, I've even noticed with my clients is what is a game changer. Like instead of just doing all the things without stopping and asking yourself, is this what I need to be doing right now? And listening to what's inside of you instead of pushing it down because someone else tells us, no, you need to be doing Facebook ads or whatever. Like you, all your, your brain has all that information. So rewiring your, your thoughts to think a new way of, I don't have to hustle to make a lot of money. Like all those paradigms that we grew up with, all those beliefs that don't have to be accurate unless you allow them to be. That's how we continue to get more without putting out so much and grinding ourselves into the ground. And that was kind of a big answer for that, but <laughs> no, I think that's <laughs> like, what are your thought habits looking like? You know, how do you change that negative thinking? So is there something you kind of recommend? Like, do you recommend that people just like take five minutes every day to just sit down and think like, okay, wait, am I happy right now? Like, is there another way to do things? Like, is there kind of like one or two like things that you recommend people can do on a like regular basis, whether it's daily or weekly or something to just try to like incorporate some of that, like a little piece of that into their day to figure out if they are being like intentional with, with their work. It's funny. I remember exactly where I was and when it was, when I had this first thought that I had been working on rewiring come through as completely positive. So when I talk about rewiring a thought or a belief or a paradigm that you grew up with, I'm saying like, like for me, it was when I had a new idea or a new thought, it was like, who am I to do that? I'm too young. I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not educated enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. Like that kind of idea. And when I continued to stop and analyze those thoughts that came up, it took time. It took actually about a year and a half. But one day I had this creative thought and my first response in my head was, oh, I can do that. And then I was like, oh, I rewired that pathway because that actually is science neuroplasticity is the the science scientific fact that you can rewire a pathway in your brain so take any negative thought that you might think any limiting belief whatever it is when it pops into your head stop and analyze it and understand how you can reframe it to be a more growth mindset or positive whatever sounds right to you and i'm not saying like go stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself you look beautiful and skinny if you don't feel that because that's going to do more harm than good but what's a more growth area that you can focus on like for me you know i've had three kids i don't absolutely love what my stomach looks like right now but when i get in front of a mirror i'm like i birthed three beautiful children at home naturally and i look like this like i'm like thank you body for doing that now I'm not sitting there saying I love my body and beautiful because that's not the case. And that, like I said, does more harm than good, but how can you reframe that one belief and keep working on that every time you walk past the mirror or go to work on a project. And I do have an entire like guide on my website that works through like 
negative beliefs and how to reframe them and things around the mindsets and rewiring. So anyone can go download that for free. But I would say if there's one thing you can start with, it's just pick one of those thoughts and work on it every day. And it takes a long time, but you literally can rewire that pathway in your brain. Yeah, I love that. I feel like I've just been learning more about that stuff too in like the last year or so. And it's so powerful and it's like so, um, I don't know, it's like, it's just incredible that you have that power, like that you have the chance to change your thoughts, which really does change your reality. And because your thoughts are like, that is what's creating your life, basically. And like, when you really think about it, it's just so empowering. It is. Yeah, 100%. Because you have the control and it's the different way of thinking and under like it's environment is only part of it, right? Like you have so much control and whether or not you have the resources to understand that is a different story. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So tell me, um, you also, you said, you mentioned quickly too, like that you dabble in like human design and bring that into it a little bit too. So because I feel like that is all, it's, it's all so related, right? Which is why I'm sure that you've like kind of add, like bring some of that into it. But for anyone who maybe doesn't know what that is, can we touch on that just for like a one quick second and kind of like how it all fits together? Oh man, I'll try and make this quick. Cause oh, sorry. I, I mean, maybe I could talk about this for like ever. Like I'm obsessed. I, this was the first coach, the business coach that I had that I was talking about. She had me look up my human design. I didn't know what it was at the time because she was like, I think that you need to understand who you are. And I looked it up and I remember I saw I was a manifesting generator. Of course, I was like, I don't know what that means. But when I read more, I was like, like I have never felt so seen and so heard in my life. Like some people go by the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs test or whatever. And those never really felt like they fit me. I felt like I would read the descriptions and be like, okay, I mean, part of it, like I'm a Taurus. I know that. I'm stubborn, I'm bullheaded, but a lot of it doesn't really align with me. So nothing truly felt as accurate as human design. Mm-hmm. And so what human design is, is it's it's used to reveal your genetic design. So it shows you where and how to access your body's consciousness as a decision-making tool and ultimately how to live like your true self. It's They call it like an operating manual for yourself. And so it combines astrology, astronomy, the Chinese um, I Ching, which is called the Book of Changes, um, biochemistry, the Kabbalah, and it's it's kind of a lot in one, but there's like science with it, which I think is why I connect with it so deeply. It's like literally like my genetic design, and there's five different types. There's the manifester, the generator, the manifesting generator, projector, and the reflector. And there's a whole lot that goes into each, but I have yet to meet a person who said this doesn't really sound like me when you really dive into it. It's so interesting. Like I'm I'm practicing right now reading charts for people because maybe someday I'll do that. I don't know. But for right now, I'm just kind of like using it as a guide to help my clients understand <clears throat> who they are as, at their core and how they can support their life and where they're going. Yeah, I love it too. I recently also within like the last year found that I I was doing like a group mastermind program and the leader like introduced it to us. None of us had heard of it and um or had like really done anything with it at least. 
and and I actually checked because I when we talked about loss I couldn't remember like I remember I it's I don't know why I like can't ever remember even though I also was like oh yeah that's me and I'm a projector and you are yeah 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 I double checked after we talked and um one of the other girls who like was in that group with me now like has done it for like has I don't know had what what I don't know that all the terminology because I'm not yeah. really too in it yeah. but she has like found the human design for like all the people on her team and like really looked into like what that all means for like how they work together and what kind of workers they are because it really it really is so helpful to yes understand all of that stuff I want to do a little bit more with that too I think with my team I'll be really curious to see what everybody is that yeah, I was the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds just like me. Like, that explains a lot of, like, yeah. how I like to work and, like, what I yeah. do. Yeah, because as a projector, you guide and you direct the energy of others. You're, like, the director of the set. And so that makes so much sense after hearing your story recently. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, she initiates, but she then likes to direct and delegate the energy. So that <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I like to have the ideas and then, like, outsource people to do them because I don't want to spend a lot of time, like, doing stuff (laughs) yes yeah no it does it makes sense so that's I think that's really awesome so I feel like a lot of what you do is like help people uncover who they are like more about who they are and how they work and how they can use that use that for the to their best ability to like create the life that they want which I I just love everything about that because I feel like a lot of the work that I was doing before and a lot of what a lot of coaches do is like they help you achieve goals and they help you do these things but sometimes you get to the end of those goals and you're like why am I still not happy or why why do I still not feel like this is right and very few take the time to to stop and recognize who you actually are and how you can best use your being your soul you know on this earth and like guide guide you in a way that fits you like for projectors, I'm pretty sure you have, like, like you can go really hard working on something, but after about three hours, you probably get really exhausted and feel like you need a break. And so, like, knowing those things, it's crucial to understanding how you work and how relationships work and everything. So, yeah, I love it. It's like a whole body experience, my coaching. Oh, that's so funny, and that really does make so much sense, because I'm definitely, like, I'll start a big project, and then, like, stop halfway through, and be like, I have to come back to this later, and, like, I think it, like, drives my husband crazy, like, it'll be something, like, let's clean out the cabinets, and, like, I'll take everything out, and, like, start putting it back, and then, like, I just have to stop, I need to take a break and do it later, and, like, he cannot understand that, he's like, no, if we do this thing, we're gonna, like, take it all out, clean everything up so well, put it all back perfectly, and, like, be finished, and, like, it's done, and I'm, like, like, I know this isn't, like, work, but, like, I think it's the same thing kind of from work, but I'm, like, no, I, like, I, like, do these, like, bursts, I'm, like, I want to do this, and, and I'm, I'm gonna get it done, I'm gonna finish it, like, but I might have to come back to it later today, or even tomorrow, and then I'll be really inspired to, like, finish and do more of it, and, yeah, I've definitely seen, like, those kind of, like, just differences in people, and, like, I don't necessarily have the energy to, like, do a whole project whatever it is like from start to finish all at once like I'm not going to enjoy it that way sometimes you should pull your husband's chart and that way you can better understand what you need from each other oh my god (laughs) okay I'm going to okay so (laughs) I always ask people what is like one thing they wish this is like sort of a tough question for you because I know you've done like you've had like several businesses before this so take this question how you want it but I always ask people like what is one thing you wish you had known more about when you first started your business so that could be like when you first you know started coaching or 
when you first started the first thing you did in this case yeah. I don't know, whatever <clears throat> for you I guess I can put it um, when I first started my entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Um, I wish that I I knew who I was. Like, I wish that I knew, like, for me, it's my human design. I wish that I knew that because, like, for example, I'm someone who's, who's multi-passionate and I've done a lot of things. And that was viewed by a lot of people as you're, you're starting, you're quitting, you're a quitter, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like a failure every time I felt like, why do I keep wanting to start something new? Why am I never happy? Whereas now that I know the manifesting generator, I'm like, that's literally what I'm here to do. I'm here to do a million things and be multi-passionate and try something and then maybe fail, but try something new. And like, I just had never felt more seen in my life. And so I wish that I understood that about me so that I could fully accept who I was and that it was okay to start new projects, I probably would have started something like life coaching sooner, you know? Mm-hmm. It's almost like shocking in a way that like you can know so much about yourself and like, I guess, I don't know what I think every time I like learn more about this or hear more about it or look into it more for myself or the people I know, it's like, there are so many people who go through their entire life without ever asking these questions or without ever taking five minutes to try to discover these things about themselves or learn about what kind of person they are how they work best or even think about what they're like really meant to do or like all of this stuff like isn't that just I don't know sorry I just especially like our parents generation like we you know they didn't raise us having that opportunity to like step away from work and figure out who they are and maybe start a business like our parents generation didn't really do that so it's big for us to be able to do that true it's like such yeah it's such an incredible like gift that we have the ability to even yeah to even explore these things and to figure this out and to create the kind of life that we want based on like yeah the the kind of life that makes sense for us as an individual person like that's so incredible exactly okay what's one what's one last word of advice that you'd want to leave other business owners or entrepreneurs with today? I think that my my biggest piece of advice that I want to tell anyone like all the time is you're never going to know unless you try. Like mm-hmm. what kind of going back to our talk about like doing it for free before charging. Like if you do it for free, then if you don't like it, like you can walk away and start something new. Or, you know, if you don't do anything at all, you're going to get to the end of your life wishing you had tried. Like, there is no failing. There's learning, right? You're learning all of this. All of your life is a journey. There's really no end goal. It's how can I feel lit up with what I'm doing right now? And so continuing to try something new and take that risk, take advantage of the time that you are breathing here right now is crucial. I don't know if you've ever read that book by Bronnie Ware, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. She worked in hospice care, and she found over the years that she was doing it that there was the same top five regrets, and a lot of it was like, I wish that I had let myself be happier. I wish that I didn't work so hard. I wish that – I think one of them was like, I wish that I had tried that or done that business venture, whatever that was. And so I just know that I don't want to get to my life wishing I had done it differently. So – Try something. Doesn't matter what it is. Just try it. And then it'll all work out from there. Stepping stones or or big career. Who knows? Yeah, I love that. So good. 
Okay, awesome. Well, let um, will you let people know how they can get in touch with you, how they can find you, follow you, whatever that is, if they want to okay. learn more, work with you, or whatever. I love connecting with people on my Instagram. That's Audrey Keefe, A D R I. Um, my website is adrianakeefe.com. I'm on LinkedIn, which I'm trying to be better about being on. Um, but those are my too. main platforms. Um, you can always email me right through my website or send me a message on Instagram. I love to keep up with people on Instagram. It's like, you know, I put up posts about like, um, what do you want to hear this week on the podcast or whatever? And so people tell me what they want to hear. And that's where, why I love it so much is because I can connect with them in the community and just figure out how I can serve them best. Yeah, I love it. That's great. Oh, and tell people the name of your podcast. So oh, right. I have a podcast <laughs> called because <laughs> you've mentioned Women it. Who Want More. Yeah, that's my Women podcast. Women Who Want More. Yeah, I Women love that. Who... I never think to like when all my guests on people's podcasts, I never think to like I forget a podcast at the end either. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm like, that's definitely a place you can find me. Like, I mean, I'm definitely not in Seattle. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It was so good to talk to you more and, and hear more about all of this stuff. I just love even just, I don't know, just being consciously aware of it, like through conversations like this, like I'm like, oh yeah, life just takes like five minutes to just kind of yeah. contemplate and like, take you know. It, take a few minutes to just breathe, like set a reminder on your phone, whatever, to just stop what you're doing and just breathe for like a minute. I used to have a reminder set on my phone specifically that said that yeah. like it was like breathe like 10 minutes like every morning or something I must have turned it off I haven't <laughs> seen it lately <laughs> so much thank you so much for having me I appreciate it thanks for listening if you enjoyed this show please subscribe to quotable a female millennial entrepreneur podcast wherever you listen so you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on itunes so other people will be able to find us easily also don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on the show we're all about connecting and our instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes or online at quotablemediaco.com podcast if you want to join the community of other female millennial entrepreneurs, join our Facebook group by searching Female Millennial Entrepreneurs on Facebook. Talk to you soon and see you there.